Hey guys, hope all is well. Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 66. Hope we're all ha- having a lovely um, day, lovely week whenever you guys get to listen to this. And we're on another roll with the podcast, another week gone, another podcast uh, down and providing you guys with as much value as I possibly possibly can. So after the, the last two weeks, particularly the the um the back um day actually um got some really nice nice reviews and some nice messages on Instagram that that they took it um you know lots of value from that episode which is what this is all about of course and um, breaking down you know how to structure four specific patterns that we need to do to build a back and then if you also haven't listened to the podcast about how to build a chest in terms of the three main kind of patterns that we're looking for here that would definitely be advice but today is going to be around dealt. So on the first episode, you would have heard me say, you know, probably don't take advice from someone who has a really underdeveloped chest like myself. Um, but delts are something that I think I've really grown um, a lot and back and lats for that matter, but particularly delts and understanding, you know, um, about setup and execution and kind of the lengths of the of the delta that we can train the shortened the shortened position mid position and also the lengthened position as well i think this has really really helped in my my delta training overall and it's very very simple you're not going to hear these crazy wacky exercises it's very very simple delta training in my opinion uh, a lot of people overcomplicate it a lot of people try and put in too much of us certain parts of the delt, in my opinion. That doesn't give the width to our frame. Um, because at the end of the day, delts are people, a lot of people come into me and say, I want to be bigger, I want to be wider, I want to be, you know, have a bit of a, an X frame. An X frame starts with wide delts. An X frame starts with starts with width to the physique. And the best way by getting width on your physique is building big, cappy, you know, um boulders of delts that are really wide and also a big uh, wide lats as well. So the anatomy of the, the delt, we won't go into too much detail here. Simply put, there are the front delt, there is the front delt, there is the middle delt, the medial head of the delt, and also the rear delt, okay, as well. So that's going to break down delt training 101 into these three parts of the delt. The first one is going to be front delts, as discussed. So I have never, in my coaching um you know, in my in all my years coaching, and that is coming up to seven years, I think now at this stage, which is crazy. I've never programmed a front delt exercise in my life. The reason for that is because front delts will always get hit with any pressing, particularly incline pressing. So if you guys do an incline press at all in your program or do a press, i.e. a shoulder press or a incline press or a chest press, you don't need to do front delt training. And I really, really do mean that. And I've learned this from James Sutton, you know, the guys who do RTS and things like this, all talk about, you know, the lack of need uh, for needs analysis for most individuals is that they don't need more front delt volume. And that actually the, we, we would be much better served placing that volume into medial head or the middle head of the delt itself. But we'll come to that now in a second. So when it comes to front delts, I just literally have that in my head that if there are some pressing patterns in there, because inevitably it is actually impossible for us to not activate the front delt in an incline press. It's impossible. A lot of the tension will be directed towards the upper pec itself, the clavicular fibers, excuse me, can't get the words out. 
but a lot of it is a good bit of it is going to be going to the front delta as well. It's just impossible for us not to have that. So with pressing itself and with the front delts, let's just let that take care of itself. Okay, so I would definitely advise not adding specific front delt volume unless there's some an area that you're really self-conscious about or somewhere that you really, really, really want to bring up. But I believe the middle delt, which is what we're going to jump onto next, is, is the key to big shoulders. As we've just discussed, if you think about a silhouette of, of an individual, okay, I want you to think about this, and an individual that has really big delts, think of like a big bodybuilder, okay? What's the part that gives the most width to that silhouette? What's the part, that big round delt that you can see front on and from the posterior as well? It's the middle head of the delt. It has to be because right in the middle. And it's a, a large muscle tissue comparably to the rear delt, let's say, as well. So when we look at that from a front on, that is going to give you the most width and most density to the shoulder, in my opinion. Okay, so the middle middle delts for me then need to have probably the highest priority out of all of them, which I will always do for my own training and every client that comes to work with me who wants to build their delts. They also, for me, have an incre incredibly high uh, volume tolerance. So I believe you can do, you know, J Jamie's one of my clients. You might be listening to this now at the moment. I think that we have somewhere in around 16 or 18 working sets of maybe about 16 working sets of delts per week. As with his arms, I think it's may maybe, maybe, maybe not as much, maybe 14, maybe 12 to 15 working sets per week. You know, for his arm training, it would be 15 as well. You know, these are really areas that you know you can add a lot of volume to that requires not that much energy and demand on the nervous system and that you can recover very very quickly you're not waiting a week to hit it, hit it again you can hit it two three four times multiple times per week if that was something that you really wanted to do so like i said and um, maybe two I, I like to try and hit them about two times per week and i would always try and get four to six working sets in a day and um, two times a week so let's say for instance we do three three working sets on one exercise, three working sets, another six times two a week, that's 12 working sets per week. Okay. That is a really good place for us to start. You can then titrate up towards like Jamie, you no know, 15, 16, 18 working sets across the week. If you have something like a, a delts and arms day programmed in there as well. So the, it, it's an, it's a muscle group that you can place a lot of tension through uh, that doesn't create a lot of fatigue, which is great. So when it comes to these, the, the thought process with this is a lateral raise variation of choice with a shoulder press. Okay. And note that I'm not going to, I'm not even going to advise you guys to add in a shoulder press. I've, I haven't shoulder pressed in years, like genuine years. And I think my delts are probably this one of the strongest areas of my body. Because when we look at what the shoulder press actually does, it, it only hits that, 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 or not only hits, but it, it pretty much only hits the front delt. Okay. That's where it's growing. But then I also say, you know, if my front delt's growing from my incline pressing anyway, why would I waste those sets on a shoulder press? You know, that's my thought process. I've never been one a high incline press I enjoy and I like because it's getting the upper chest as well. But a shoulder press for me, I don't see that much value in it. I would much, much, much prefer adding in more sets to my lateral. So rather than two working sets at a shoulder press, you know, the fatigue that comes with it, I'd rather do four working sets of laterals. I know that that's going to place the medial head, the middle head of the delt under more tension. The shoulder press does not place the middle head under that much tension at all, um, comparatively to the front delt. Remember we said in one of the 
in one of our, our, our previous uh, podcasts that you can't not hit. If you're hit, training the shoulder, all of it is going to be hit, no matter what exercise. If you do a lateral raise, even though it's a medial head lateral raise, you're still hitting the front and rear delt, that you're just biasing the middle held, middle delt more. Excuse me. So in a shoulder press, you are hitting the, the middle head of the delt as well, but nowhere near what the, the lateral raise will do. And when it comes to trying to build that silhouette, like we just said earlier, what's going to do that the most? The middle delt. And what's going to train that the best? A lateral raise. Okay. So when we talk about lateral raises, you, most people just think dumbbell straight away, which is a really, really good start. I like to start off my, my workouts with a shortened position biased lateral raise. Okay. A dumbbell is a fantastic example. When you have the dumbbell, just envision um, or visualize, maybe it's probably a better word. The dumbbell is out of your pocket. Okay, you're doing it bilateral, two hands at the same time, lateral raise with the dumbbell. The dumbbell's at the pocket, ready to start the movement. How long could you hold that movement for? Okay, let's say, for instance, you've got a heavy dumbbell here. This is all relative, dependent on you. Imagine you, whatever you do now at the moment, okay, dumbbell-wise, add 2.5 kilos to it. And imagine that dumbbell's hanging at your pocket right now, okay? How long could you hold that for? I would argue probably, you know, a couple of minutes, maybe like three, four, five minutes. You probably could hold it for longer if your life depends on it. Now you, you do the ladder raise and the dumbbells are in line with the shoulder, okay? And your arms are relatively straight. How long can you hold that one for? The answer is not very long at all, if, if not even a second or two. Okay, well, I definitely couldn't with my, my dumbbells. That means that that part of the exercise is the hardest part of the exercise, right? So at the top position, when the delta has gone, gotten short, is where the exercise is at its hardest, which is great. We have a huge influx of motor unit recruitment, a huge spike in terms of in, internal stimulus at the top of the movement, okay? When the, when the hand is closer towards the ceiling. Okay, so that's a shortened position by uh, bicep curl, a, a lateral raise variation. Okay, when it comes back down to the pocket, it drops off as the terminology because it becomes lighter and then it comes back up and it gets harder again. You can also do this with a machine, you know, something like a hammer strength machine is light at the bottom, heavy at the top. Life fitness machine is light at the bottom, heavy at the top. Even like a prime uh, lateral raise, you can make it harder in specific areas and make it harder at the top. So my number one exercise for building that middle he middle head of the delt is a lateral raise in the sh that biases the shortened position. I, it's hardest in the shortened position, like a dumbbell or a a machine. You you could do this on the cable as well, but I think you're you're best off being served here. The second part of the session, I would also do that exercise first. Okay, I would do that first of the day. You know, for the first lateral raise variation you do, you want to be working the shortened position. Okay, the second lateral raise variation that we would do biases making the lengthened range the toughest. Okay, or the heaviest there. Okay. One of the best ways you can do this is going to be with a, a cable, okay? And when you do this exercise, you can do it lying. You can do it, you know, unilateral. You can do it standing as well. There's loads of different variations. However, the key, and, I, and again, I'd love to be able to show you guys a video of this when I'm talking this through, but if you look up Josh Cowan lateral raise, okay, you're going to find one or unilateral lateral raise, uh, specifically, you're going to see me do a single arm ladder raise with the cable that comes directly in line with my hip. Okay. If you see a lying ladder raise, Josh Cowan on YouTube as well, you will see that I'm lying on my back, but the cables are at my hip height as well. 
So the reason why the cue is to put it at hip height, say if you're standing up straight, okay, you walk over to the cable machine and the cable, it starts with the thing that you can move up and down that the cable comes out of, okay, where you attach your D-handle or the cuff to, that's at your hip height, okay? Now imagine you grab it and it has a cuff on it. You place your hand and it's around your wrist like you're wearing a watch and you stand away from the cable stack. That part right there, when you've taken the weight off and the tension is on, on your delt, that's going to be the heaviest at that exact moment when the hand is at your pocket, okay? Because you have horizontal force. The dumbbell, which I actually forgot to say earlier, only has uh, vertical forces. So if you drop that dumbbell, it doesn't move to the left, it doesn't move to the right, it drops straight down, right? With a cable, the, the force is coming horizontally because if your hand is at your pocket, okay, at your hip, and the cable is coming from your hip, it's going directly across but parallel to the floor, perpendicular to your body, okay? This might be too much and it might be difficult for you to visualize this. I would advise you go into to look at Josh Cowan unilateral lateral raise, and this will make a lot more sense. And when you come back to this, then you'll, you'll kind of understand that this now creates tension. Remember when you had the dumbbell with the hand in your pocket? Now that's the easiest, or that was the easiest part at the dumbbell, but now it's actually the hardest part with the cable, okay? So now you're putting more tension on the delt in the lengthened range, okay, which is fantastic. That's what we want. That's really good for muscle growth as well, working in the lengthened range compared to the shortened position. You might be able to hear a couple of little groans here. George has just woke up from his nap. Yes, thank you, hey, buddy. Uh, from his nap, and he was just asleep on my lap here as well. But he's woken up, and he might just groan a little bit here. Anyway, coming back to the uh, the point that we discussed here about the lateral raises and the length and range challenges. So that's a really nice exercise to bias the length and range. And as you come up to the top, the cable or the tension on the delta is going to drop off. It's going to become lighter. So the heaviest part of this exercise, the hardest, is when the delta is at its lengthened position. Okay. So now we have both areas covered. We have a shortened range ladder race, and now we have a lengthened range ladder race. You can also, by the way, excuse me, if you have the ability to do this on a machine, like a prime lateral, you can set the cam to say heaviest in lengthened range or heaviest in shortened range. That's a really big, big win for us. And to be honest, front delts, rear delts, if I was to advise you to do two exercises, two patterns to build your delts, that would be it. Shortened position, lateral, and a lengthened position, lateral. Shortened position first, lengthened position second, okay? When it comes to rear delts, I do like programming these as well, okay? There's going to be a huge crossover with your pulling. If you're doing, let's say, an upper back um, row or, you know, a prime extreme row or even just any chest-supported row, um, specifically when you have the elbow, let's say, not really tight to the side, like a lat bias, more of an upper back bias. So when the elbow's flared, maybe 45 degrees to the, to, the, to the spine or 90 degrees where the elbow's really flared, like in line with your shoulder, um, shoulder height this is going to be hitting the rear delts a little bit as well. So you do get some really good crossover. However, when we are trying to bring up the rear delts as well, the kind of the three or four different exercises or patterns that are like specifically three here. Number one, I love a, a rear delt cable fly, particularly if you walk into a machine that's like a narrow cable stack, not a wide one, a narrow one, you bring a bench in there and you have a chest supported. And then you just focus on driving the elbows 
as far away from each other as you possibly can, contracting the rear delts. It's very important as well that you don't squeeze your scapula together when you do this. Again, to get a video demonstration, if you look up Josh Cowan on YouTube, um, rear delt cable fly. Okay, you look at that and it'll bring you through the do's and don'ts of what not to do. The same with the lateral raise as well. And if you wanted to go and have a look at that. So rear delt cable fly is number one for me. I just love the alignment of it. I, I, I really like exercise two in a second, which I'm going to tell you, but it doesn't have, you know, I love cables. You see my training, I train cables all the time because you actually have the ability to change the movement to that suits your body. With a machine on, on a pec tech, we're going to go into now, you can change the pattern. It just works in a straight line across, and uh, over and across. Now it's it's great from a time perspective. You just jump in and ju- do it straight away. You don't have to bring the, the bench over. You don't have to wait for cables. I've run rear rear delt, um, rear uh, reverse pec techs, excuse me, for a prolonged period of times. And I really enjoyed them. However, um, that is the downfall is that it only works in one straight line, okay? So number one is a rear dial cable fly. Number two is a reverse pec deck. And then number three is a rear delt row. Okay. Um, you have to look, it's very difficult to describe this. Um, you can do a rear delt, rear delt pull down. You can do a rear delt row. You, it's a very, very intense movement pattern in terms of the mind to muscle connection. So you need to be incredibly focused and really, really have a good internal feel. I wouldn't advise any of you guys to do this if you're um, beginners. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't advise you doing any rear delt work at all. Lateral delts, yes. And the front delt from your pressing, yes. But just go in and just row, just grip and rip and pull as hard as you can. The likelihood is that you are going to be hitting some sort of rear delts as well. So a very short and sharp and easy um, to digest episode, I hope anyway. But just to run over that again, we have three parts of the delt, the front, the middle, and the rear delt. Front delts, pressing, incline pressing patterns only, that would be advised. Um, In terms of shoulder pressing, not a massive fan of it. I like high incline pressing that hits the upper chest and also the front delt, of course. Shortened position, laterals first, length and position, laterals second, and then some rear delts to finish with the cable, the reverse pectech or a rear delt row. I also want to make a small gentle reminder of that we are into, what are we at? 25th of Jan now, almost done January, which means that we are almost finished the signups for the conditioned in 12, 12-week transformation challenge. A little reminder of what's involved. This is going to be our most affordable coaching program at all time uh, for only as little as 148 euro per month. And this is a great option for people who aren't w- willing to you know, pay the 200, 250 euro plus um, coaching fees for one-to-one coaching. This is an incredible option that has incredibly high levels of value, elite level one-to-one coaching and uh, one-to-one to support and direct access outside of, of check-ins weekly check-ins, you know, personalized, customized plan, access to the private members community. It has absolutely everything uh, in it, which is incredible for the price point that it's going to be at. If any of you guys are interested in joining, I'm going to drop a link in the in the description um, and then you can select a payment plan. Something we're doing as well as a payment plan where you can select if you want to do an upfront payment for an additional 10% off um, or pay monthly as well, whatever that you guys would like to do to kind of cater for the masses here. If you have any questions about the Condition 12 Challenge, drop me a message and I will happily uh, answer any questions. And that uh, we look, uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you on board the team and into check-in number one. Until next week's check-in, guys, please keep sharing this on your stories. If you have any questions about this one, please let me know. And, uh, and then we'll touch base next week.